I heard Carl clear his throat. He was also awake. A glooming peace this morning did bring, I thought. I sat up and prepared to go through the ritual of cleaning myself. Mind if I take the shower first, I said. Carl coughed and gestured airily, waving a hand. Go for it. I'll put the kettle on, I said, rising. The room had one of those dinky traveler courtesy trays with a kettle and a handful of coffee sachets. We were going to need them. The shower felt good, hard needles of water slowing away my tardness. I wished it could do the same for my guilt. I kept trying to see the results of our actions today, but everything seemed equally cloudy. Perhaps it would clarify once we were down by the water. There were many options, and all of them struck me as absurd, standing here in the shower feeling frail and trying to ignore my gray hair and hanging flesh. The options were simple. We could take a fishing tour, if they weren't canceled, and somehow, assuming two old men, one of them blind, could commandeer the ship or manage to threaten the crew into it, sail the boat across the border. Alternatively, we were reduced to looking over the moored boats on the quayside and, provided we didn't fall and break our stupid necks, get in one of them, despite having never ridden a motorboat before, start it, and head north towards the Canadian side of the lake. I'm old. These days, and today in particular, my emotions are close to the surface. I began to weep in the shower, my head resting against the tiles, the warm water pummeling me. I steadied myself in the stall. Through my fingertips, I was conscious of the soft vibration through the walls from the cold rain outside. I wept for the prisoners I'd never saved, for the women I used and discarded for my countrymen, the unthinking hordes that would soon die like the cattle they had become. I wept selfish tears for myself and for my friend Carl, two stupid old men who didn't know when to quit. It's time. There was barely eight hours before the world would change. I killed the shower, toweled myself dry, and then dressed. I sat staring at the space the TV set happened to occupy as Carl took his turn in the shower. My thoughts were a million miles away, the TV screen a blur of brightly colored, ever-changing images, sound and fury, signifying nothing. Ready? said Carl. Yes, I replied. I felt hollow as if I were a fragile, empty shell. I moved carefully. And if there should happen to be some collision against my skin, I know the impact would ring and then echo from my emptiness like a bell struck into an empty room, the resonating sound growing in volume, the noise filling the void of me, replacing my inner vacuum until I overflow. The erupting spilled chimes will gush forth expanding and bursting beyond the walls of this room and soar across the continent and curve with the earth and gradually encompass all of it, until finally, in some unknown place, my separated parts will meet and then join again, like cupped hands coming together in prayer.